0: This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you, who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com.
1: I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity.
0: Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress
1: yourself?
2: And if you couldn't make and build and sing and knit and paint, would you go crazy well if you're going crazy here's something amazing to help you keep it together one two three
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 195. On this episode of the show, I'm going to bring you first a conversation with Susan B. Anderson, and then after that, you're going to hear from Evan Anderson, Susan's son. And you might be wondering, like, okay, why are you interviewing Susan B. Anderson's son? Well, if you haven't heard yet, together they have started Barrett Wool Co., which is a, a company that is really, really awesome. They are sourcing out wool from the United States and then having it spun and then dyed here in the United States as well. So there's now another yarn line for us all to clamor after. And people are. This stuff is selling out, which is really awesome to hear. So I am always encouraged when I hear about another Made in the USA business. And I especially love it when I hear about yet another new thing that someone who I've interviewed multiple times, uh, Susan's been on the show, I want to say. This might be her fourth or fifth time. I have lost count. Uh, I will link to all the other podcasts that I've put out there featuring Susan. This is the first time that I've been able to talk to one of her children for the podcast. She has a great opportunity where her son went off to business school, got a degree, and then... I'm not going to ruin the story because they tell it best. But what happened next is really inspiring. I don't know if after this episode there might be more of us pushing like business school brochures and <laughs> literature in front of our kids. You'll want to check out the barrettwoolco.com website. There's a, a free hat pattern there, so you you should check that out. There's also just uh, a lot of information about how their company got started and a lot of inspiring yummy yarn photos. So you can be shopping while you're listening if you want. Um, this is not a sponsored episode. I don't get any kind of commission or anything from the sales. But I'm just really happy for Susan and Evan. I will have links over on craftsanity.com to Barrett Wool Company. I'll also link to all her books and all that stuff too. So settle in with a project and I hope you enjoy the show. And it sounds like three years ago. You started thinking about doing something new, and what was that? What what were you thinking?
0: About three years ago, I just started thinking, "Gosh, maybe I could actually have more of like like my own company, where I actually would be in charge of you know the yarn and um, presenting things the way I want to, and presenting patterns the way I want to. Um, just because you know, at this point, I'm, I've got a lot of experience, so." Uh, I thought maybe it would be the right time to do something like that. So um, my son, who uh, is a recent—well, it's been a few years now—but he graduated recently from UW Madison and from the School of Business, and he's an accounting, uh, an accountant now too as well. And um, he he had an accounting job, just a you know regular office job, and but he really has always—I um, guess he specialized in in um, entrepreneurship as well. He took mm-hmm. a lot of interest in that kind of thing in school. And so anyway, we started talking and, you know, he didn't he didn't really want to just sit in a cubicle doing accounting. He wanted to do something more creative and have his own business. That's all it's been a So a few years ago we just started talking and we started <laughs> thinking, what if we tear it up and we started our own company? I mean, it's really the best of both worlds for both. It of sounds us. like and, a
1: perfect match. Yeah. It really is, and
0: and we just we get along just great. And um, he has a, a great creative side, um, but he's also very um, organized and has a real uh, business-like mind and, and math mind and numbers and everything, so he's really good at that stuff. And, you know, I'm much more on the creative end of things. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, I he's really done wonders, you know, for me. I always kind of just went on my own, but he's, he's really been so helpful, you know, just in the organizational and the daily um, stuff that needs to get, get done, the administrative stuff. So anyway, I started
1: dreaming this up, and um, it took all sorts of different turns. And twist. and so we're talking about Barrett Wool Company is the name of your your company, and um, and just if we can start maybe by um, explain to people the name because that is the B in Susan B. Anderson.
0: i right? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so funny because that. Well, to go to briefly go back a little bit, you know, I I don't in my daily life I don't go by Susan <laughs> B. Anderson, obviously like Susan B. Anthony, <laughs> <and somebody's>, yeah. <laughs> I don't well. Isn't that funny? And so the the um, publisher, you know, before my first book came out, I think they were feeling like Susan Anderson was a pretty common name, which it certainly is. At least <laughs> right. Here in Wisconsin, it's extremely common. So um, they wanted me to use my middle initials. So then I said, oh, that's fine. But I did, I even remember bringing up one. It sounds like Susan D. Anthony, you know, <laughs> they didn't care. So I don't know. Maybe they thought that was fun, like it'd be more memorable or something. But right. um, so anyway, then you know, it just kind of took off from there. That
1: everywhere I went, I was always
0: B. Anderson. Is, and, isn't you know, it at interesting though?
1: Because other people, I mean, plenty of authors will put an initial. You know, they'll throw down like yeah. either their full name or an initial. But I don't. I I don't recall like with a lot of other people. I don't feel like it takes hold the way it took hold for you. Why do you think that is? <laughs> Why, I mean, did you start introducing no yourself idea. to people? Like, when a yarn company would call me, like, this is Susan B. Anderson? and, um, Or, I mean, no. Uh, no.
0: I mean, I isn't know, it interesting? Now, it is interesting, and I don't know why it is, but now, you know, even, I don't even remember when I was attending something or other, but then it will just say Susan B. like on some name tag. I mean, <laughs> like, not even
1: just, it's just so like, you know, no, that's yeah, that's really it's, funny. It's, well, well, it worked out well yeah. because now you're rolling out fine, your, yeah. your maiden name is is you know um, was the B all yeah. along, and now so you're using it. And when you when you and your yeah. son were talking about this company, and it got to that point where you know, at what point did you decide what, what to call it, or did you guys always know what you were going to call it?
0: Well, no, that we too went through many different names. I mean, just we have just rolling conversations about names. Um, and I don't know, I just, I didn't want it to just be my name, you know, I didn't want it to be like Susan B. Anderson Yarns or something like that, because, um, I wanted it to be kind of more than that. You know, I want to have, you know, other designers come in. I want to have, you know, different, different lines that we're carrying and things like that. So I just thought maybe that bit of a separation from my actual name would probably be a good thing, but still include my name, you know, as, right. as the B um, in Susan B. Anderson. So, yeah. And I always had a great fondness for my maiden name. I I really liked my maiden name. And I, after I got married, I kind of debated about whether or not I should just keep my maiden name. And, but I did, I didn't end up doing that, but, so this was kind of nice for me so I can bring it back in (laughs) and use it.
1: (laughs) Well, you realize you have this perfect opportunity to have a a child grow up <laughs> and get a business uh training you know i mean that's like just like the coolest situation ever for a handmade a person in the handmade world um and and I also understand that your son knits as well, so he knows mm-hmm. a little this isn't just um a businessman here this is a businessman who knits, so that's even all the more impressive um <laughs> and how how old is, is evan now
0: evan is twenty five okay and so- um Yes, he has a pair of socks on the needles right now, but now I've been saying that for a long time. So he, <laughs> just, he needs to get those off the needles, and <laughs> need move on something else. but no, he actually gets them. He, he's been really um, studying up, you know, on all kinds of like yarns and fibers and qualities and stuff too. So that's been fun for him.
1: Well, so what was the first step when you decide, okay, yeah, we're really going to do this? And, I mean, what was the first thing you guys had to try? I mean, what did you do? And um, did you start sourcing wool in your area? Or what? how did you decide what kind of company you wanted to build?
0: What we set out to do was I wanted to have um, an American-based company. So that was, you know, one of the goals that we had. And then also um, I wanted to try to include some things from Wisconsin and have it be, I have such a place in my heart for Wisconsin. I want it to be kind of a Wisconsin-y type company. Yeah. So we did um, source some local, locally milled and um, spun and dyed wool mill here. So we're working with them. We just introduced kind of our second line. It's called Wisconsin Wool and Spun. So that was really the first step that we did. And when we met with the, the owner of the mill and started working out some ideas with her, then we really thought, okay, we can, this this is going to be really good and we're going to be able to do this. Then we also thought, well, we wanted to get maybe a, another line going. So then we kind of started seeking out sources, you know, beyond Wisconsin, just kind of have another American wool line. Right. And we um, teamed up with this person in, um, he lives in Maine and he he works with the Taco River dye house, so he's kind of like our project manager and he started sourcing out wool from you know around the country and then he started really working with getting us like yarn samples that we could choose from you know he'd, he'd um, get the wool and then we try some different twists and variations and plies and um, the grades of the wool, all this stuff and this this part of the process really before we kind of settled on something just took months and months and months. So that's why it became actually years.
1: Right. <laughs> before right. We tried, Cause yeah, that's
0: um, going get going. Yeah. So that part, surprisingly, um, that was one of the biggest surprises is how like you'd get a sample and if it wasn't quite right or you wanted to try something new, we'd send it back and then it would take months, you know, before they could read and, you know, send us a sample and then, you know it's hard too because you have to you can't just get you know like one skein spun or something they they would do these large batches, you Oh, know, yeah, there. so you know it just became kind of um it was just super time consuming and fun, I have to say, and that probably the most fun part was when we started working on the colors once we kind of landed on oh yeah you know, the base of our yarn and then kind of picking out the colors and things that was that was really a fun process as well so um yeah, so. that's kind of how we got things
1: going and once you decided made these decisions and realized like okay we put all this energy in um you probably were like there's no turning back now um at this point um but it sounds like the when things got to the point where you could pick your colorway, you could pick your colors and pick um and Mm -hmm. do you you have multiple weights that you're of yarn that you're it's fingering and worsted right now is that the two that you're focused Mm -hmm. on
0: that's correct. That, so it's fingering and worsted weight right now, um, in both the Wisconsin and, and, and the um, the home the Barrett local home line right now. But um, we're going to be adding more. In fact, we're going to be adding a sport weight to to the um, the Wisconsin woolen spun line um, soon. Okay, very soon. And
1: yeah, and then as far as colors go, how many different colors do you have?
0: So we have sixteen colors in the home. Uh, line of yarn, and um, we're doing a lot of work with the wool and spun. We're do- doing a lot of work with um, naturals and gradient grays, and then we have like a handful of colors um, so far. Maybe like five colors, or maybe 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 a little bit more, but like five or six, I'd say colors in that one. But we'll we'll add to that too. But
1: um, kind of that one, we're focusing a little more on the natural shades okay well that's I mean you came out you've this is a lot of I mean this is a lot of color variation for a new a brand new company so that's awesome
0: yeah yeah it was it was fun it was hard to tear it down you know I'd love to have a lot more colors I can imagine (laughs) we picked you know yeah so we just kind of narrowed it down and really focused in on on some really good versatile you know main colors to start with and I think we did did a pretty good job of that.
1: So are you shipping and receiving everything right out of your home or are you guys working in a different space? How, how big is this company right now?
0: Oh, we're very small and we are right now we're working out of our home um, and it's working out fine. Um even, you know, we want to get bigger and grow and eventually, you know, I'm sure we'll have to probably move out, but um, for right now it's working out really well um, just out of our house. Yeah, so we had a big truck, you know, pull up in our driveway and drop off these huge pallets <laughs> of yarn in our garage. And we moved them all in and we've got, you know, like shelving and bins and all this stuff set up. So, um yeah, so it's it's working out really well right now just in our home. And, and we're just small. I mean, it's just a small little startup company and, um, you know, we're off to a good start with that.
1: Well, yeah, I was looking, it looks like a lot of your kits have sold out pretty quickly. And, uh, so it sounds like the, the fan base has definitely, um, you know, stepped up to meet you and, and support this new venture and that's gotta be pretty cool for you. Oh, it's been so nice. And I'm
0: so thankful we have had such a great start. It's, it's been really, um, better than we could have ever imagined. I mean, we, um, so had sold out of many of the colors. I'm trying to even I can't I don't know right off the hand of our our first line that we came out with the home home um, yarn line. We sold out. Um, there's still there's still some colors left, but we've already placed another huge order um, through Maine, the Maine um, uh, person, you know our project manager in Maine. So we've got that coming. That should be back in about three to five weeks. Um, from now, so that will be fantastic, and so um that's, and the, kind of in that lag time, that's when we started the, um the, we introduced the Wisconsin Wollenspun line, so that's been really nice to kind of tie this over, but the, and now we're sold out of that, so now tomorrow we're driving out to the mill, and we're picking up more, we placed another order with her as well, so the, the real local mill to us in Wisconsin, and we're driving out tomorrow and picking up a lot more of that, so it's been um, crazy, you know, how, how, um, how much, how well it's done. And the the thing that I can't believe are the, um, has been the reaction to the kits, which you mentioned, and we have just sold out, um, within, I don't even know, like, you know, a matter of an hour or something will be completely sold out. So, um, you know, we've, we've burned through just hundreds of kits, um,
1: at that's like point, so. such a great problem to have. I mean, that's just really, really cool. So that bodes well for, you know, this idea that you had with your son to to have this business mm-hmm. and to, to have people so quickly step up and support it is that's just wonderful. That's really wonderful to see that happening. And uh, so does that get you to um, kind of dream bigger to see? I mean, do you do you think at some point you'll be driving to work Um at Barrett Wool Company, or, <laughs> I mean, can you park in your garage right now? Is that an incentive to grow the company faster so you can move out, afford to have a freestanding building?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, the well, the yarn's all inside our, our house. Oh, it's in your house. So I you don't can park. So sitting can, in our garage. but Yeah. Well, you did say you had it neatly packed it, in
1: plastic containers, so it's not, yeah, it's not getting dirty. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's kept very nicely. But we um yeah, I mean we want to grow and expand and add more yarn lines and colors and weights and all that good stuff. Um but we're just taking it slowly. You know, we're just being really smart about it. We're taking it slowly and um you know, we're thrilled that we've already been able to to place another huge order and Um, it's exciting. And uh, yeah, we would like to eventually um, do wholesale and um, to yarn shops and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, we're just taking it real slow and um, we want to do things right and and smart and uh, just take our time. I I don't want it to kind of lose the the charm of the whole thing, you know, that. Yeah. So we're, we're just trying to move real slow and, and Uh, enjoy enjoy the moment and we're having a lot of fun so it's
1: it's been really good a lot of the people listening are you know they have a lot of us walk around with these you know dreams and ideas are like oh someday you know I might do this and for you was this a someday I I would like to have my own yarn line like for many many years before like maybe before your son was old enough to go off to college and you know get a degree and come back and with a business uh, background to help you I mean is this something that you thought about way early on, or was this something that really took shape when he was starting to think about, you know, business plans of his own?
0: That's a good question. I I really, um, he was so busy in the moment of just trying to keep up with all my books and my other work that I was doing for, you know, other companies and magazines and so, so forth. I really didn't think about having my own yarn line at all for just till right up, so we started talking about it, you know, <laughs> right. a few years ago. It wasn't even in my mind at all. I was just trying to keep my head afloat, you know, with the work I had. Right, time, and so. raising
1: four kids, too. I mean, that took a little bit yeah. of your time as oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot of driving around and all that stuff. Yeah, so um, so yeah, it sounds like the course. timing was just, was just ideal. Are you still doing, uh, finding time to do other projects aside from this new business that you've launched?
0: i still trying to do a little bit of both, but I have just finished up, um, well, this coming week, I'll just finished up three magazine projects. But what's, what's fun about that, um, three different magazines, it's that now I can use my own yard. You know, That's awesome. makes it really fun. Yeah. So I'm still designing for outside sources. Um, and I saw some work. Like, I have a project coming up with and um, Co. that I had started before. You know, So I'm still kind of finishing up some uh, things that I had on the calendar and um yeah, just kind of moving forward, designing for other sources and, you know, using my own yarn, which makes it even more fun for me. Well, so it
1: sounds like that's, that's ca- really good. kind of essential in a way to continue to do some outside um, work with outside publications uh, and businesses just to help promote your yarn. So it sounds like those connections are probably serving you well to be able to um, continue designing and then, you know, use your own yarn. So people are like, oh, yeah, I want to try that um, wool. So that's... That's what it. Yeah. So it's a good, really good point because,
0: um, you know, so now I've got, I've got some, um, of my friend designers out there, you know, I've now sent them yarn. I've done projects for them and now they're, they're going to do projects for me. So we're, you know, those connections I've made through all those years of, you know, doing things for other people. Now I can say, oh, it's would you like to design something for me? And then they say, sure, because that's how that all works. It's so nice. And so I'm really excited. So we have some, not just me doing all the patterns and design, I'm going to start bringing in some other um, talented people from the industry too. So I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Well, and that sounds like that's part of your, your strategy and looking at your website, which is really slick, by the way. So you guys did a really nice job on that. Um, it looks like mm-hmm. you're right along with introducing the yarn you introduced right away started introducing patterns so people could um, see how this yarn can be used and and all great yarn companies do that they give inspiration to the public say oh look you know you, you know, get this pattern and make this um, you know from little um, l- oh, there's a little sheep um, there's a little wrap-me-up toys which are so cute um, it looks like mm-hmm. you have like four in that collection a little cat pig Um, yeah and a couple other animals as well and then hats puppy and lamb yeah yeah, puppy and lamb and then you go back to your your um the thing that kind of got you started um it looks like a throwback to itty bitty hats in a way (laughs) um the um the chunky Mm -hmm. harvest hats which are uh fruit um and they're you know and just beautifully photographed and are you guys taking your own photos or are you working with um a photographer did you bring somebody in Evan actually is my son, Evan,
0: his his name, I don't know if I mentioned his name, but he is um, doing all the photography and he's taken some photography courses. um, So he's really enjoying that. And that chunky harvest hat, that's our first free pattern. So if anybody's interested in a free pattern, that was, that's one of our. Oh yeah. I didn't uh, even, I didn't even, I wasn't even
1: cluing into that. So yes, thank you for mentioning that. And what is your inspiration for all the patterns you're designing now?
0: Well, it's funny because I, you know, have, um, I've done a lot of toy design, um, through the years and Mm -hmm. it is something I enjoy and that it comes pretty easily for me. And so I do enjoy that, but I actually like to design all sorts of things. You know, Mm -hmm. I like to do, um, a lot of accessories and, um, a lot of hats hat design and all this, all sorts of projects. And, um, no, I think you're exactly right as far as, like, I like to knit things for members of my family <laughs> right. I Just want to span the, you know, all, all those things that, that um, you just mentioned. So they're definitely my, my inspiration um, for things that I like to knit. Uh, and they've done all the modeling. So all those models you see there are, those are all members of my family, my daughters, my daughter-in-law, my son, and so that's been kind of fun too.
1: Yeah. Cause your family is growing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting bigger and, and luckily you haven't had to go through more labor, um, and delivery. It's just, uh, people marrying <laughs> in now. So how many people, how many of your children are married at this point?
0: Oh, just one, just, just one. Okay. Oldest one. Okay. And, um, he married Molly and she's a wonderful knitter. I taught her to knit, They dated for a long time. So, um, they started dating in high school. I think I taught her to knit maybe when she was 16 or 17 years old. So she's actually really a good knitter. (laughs) So it's kind of fun too.
1: You've had this conversational like dialogue going with the people who uh, you're writing these books for um, people who've enjoyed your work. And do you feel like that dialogue because you've taken that time to keep up your blog? uh, Do you feel like you've been able to kind of use that as a launch pad for these other projects? Oh, I think it's just huge. And I, I think one of the
0: best things that I have been seeing is that I, I'll be getting, you know, I'll get, look at orders. And then when I look at, and I sign every um, invoice or, you know, like receipt that gets to, um, put in the packaging. And so I sign, you know, every single one, like, thank you, whoever it is, you know, and so I can't tell you how much fun it is for me to see some of these names popping mm-hmm. up from years and years and years. I'm talking like a decade ago um, from a book tour um, I did in a stop in Chicago or something. I'll have someone who I remember their name and they're still with me. You know, I may not have heard from them um, through all these years. That, right. you are know, paying they, attention. They, you know, like I, yeah, I kept up on your blog and I subscribe and, you know, and, and then here they are 10, 10 years later, kind of just. Joining me, and it's just the best feeling, and it makes me feel like you know all that effort I put toward you know trying to keep up my blog and and just you know really keep that going um, has has really been wonderful, and I I really appreciate that. Um, seeing all those old friends
1: <laughs> it makes you feel good, you know. Now, you've been out there for a while, and you've gone through that whole book process, and teaching, and um, workshops, and um, now you know creating your own la- yarn line and pattern line. Um, what have you learned through the years that um, you wish you would have known back at the beginning?
0: One thing is that you have to really be passionate about what it, whatever area you're thinking about um, starting a business. You have to have a passion and a love. And I think a, like a deep knowledge and understanding, you know, whatever it is uh, that you're, you're interested in starting a business. Um, and so along with that, you know, passion, I think you have to just be really true to yourself and um, not, you know, you just can't try to be something you're not. So just whatever it is, you know, be passionate passionate, and be really just be who you are. Be really, you know, true to yourself in every part of the um, company or business that you're trying to start. And then what have I learned along the way? I've learned one of the things that comes to my mind when I said it is that, you know, sometimes you can't say yes to everything. Yeah, so, that is a big you know, mistake a lot kind of us make early on. <laughs> and it's very, it can be very painful, but it's so exciting to get, you know, to get, when, when, especially early on, like, do you know if people are wanting you to do things? Oh, yeah, um, and you're like, oh, yeah, I love it. to.
1: And then you cry when you, you get off the phone. Yeah, yeah,
0: it just becomes very painful. So, I mean, here I'm saying that like early on, but <laughs> I just had, I just mentioned that earlier, but I had three magazine um, projects <laughs> that do at the same um, time. Within, I mean, Literally, I've just been killing myself trying to trying to get them done uh, within you know the due dates all came within about three weeks. So yeah. Yeah, that I've is been a just lot. you know it's it it kind of never ends. It's you know if you really want to know, but I couldn't pass them up. I mean they're all just like great opportunities and things that I really magazines I love and enjoy and right. um, so I could I couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I haven't learned that lesson yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, one thing um, I've learned that has been helpful to me and successful is to really keep your mind open about different venues of, um, well, in my case, like publishing. Like I can do, you know, now with Ravelry and websites and, and so on, you can do all kinds of self-publishing. So that's a great place to even start. Um, other, you know, and then once you kind of get that going, and um, you get kind of comfortable with the pattern writing and, and things like that, it's great to submit to all different types of venues. You know, really try to, you know, have a broad um, sweep of maybe like a traditional book publisher has great advantages. Um, you know, mag magazines, online magazines, print magazines. Um, you know, there are all sorts of places, yarn companies. There's so many great yarn companies out there now that are, you know, taking in um, different designers to put in their publications, either online or some is um, still in print that are, are being done beautifully. But, um, you know, I just really can't say enough for just kind of getting a whole bunch of different um Places to have your work, you know, be highlighted and shared and shown. Like, you know, some people. I mean, I'm I'm taking a break right now from traditional book publishing through a publisher, but, um, you know, I'm really thankful for those books because here I was a complete unknown, and then, um, because I got this book uh, deal, all of a sudden my books were all being sold all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and that kind of marketing and. Um, support and education, really, that a book publisher will take you through. You know all those steps of tech editing and all you know the different things on uh, that go into publishing a book. I mean, it's really hard work. That that you learn so much, and then you know they help you with all that marketing and and um, um, publicity, uh, which is you know really a great place to start. And you know then you can take it from there, and and a lot of other opportunities can can come from there. Um, so, you know, there are advantages and disadvantages to every way that you want to get your work out there. But, you know, I really try to just keep looking at the positive, um, of each of these places. And also, as far as advice, I would just say, really don't get discouraged. You, if you submit somewhere and, and you're not accepted, that's okay. Um, you can still use that design. You could publish it yourself. You could submit it somewhere, somewhere else. You know, there are always things you can do, um, if you see, you know, yourself wanting a kind of a design, um, career ahead of you. So, um, don't give up and then just keep, keep trying in all
1: different sorts of ways to make it. And hopefully you will. (laughs) The audience on Instagram, have you um, surpassed the people that you, the numbers that you get on your, on your um, blog, or are you still getting a lot of traffic?
0: No, everything, um, Well, I don't, know. the blog still does really well, but the the Instagram is huge as far as just like a straight social media, you know, not considering like the
2: blog, social media, but
0: just like, if you think of like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that, Instagram is my, is really my quickest way to, to like reach out and say, Hey, you know, I'm working on this or this is coming up. Um, you know any any kind of like notice of things that it 's just so instant you know you get this immediate reaction and you can put put links in and then people can just click on over um Instagram for the knitting world I think has just been huge it 's just taken off' because I think you know creative people are often very visual and it 's just it provides just that visual um peek into you know what 's going on out there and so that really. Um, has been really fun and, and a great um, a great tool to use, and I love it too. And I love looking at everybody else's too. <laughs> so yeah, really
1: it fun. is it is really fun. Now, do you have a business account, or do you, you did you just keep yours as a regular Instagram account? So I kept mine. As to Susan B. Anderson, and then
0: I also have a Barrett Will Co. on all those places. I have, you know, Facebook, Instagram
1: um, as a as a business account. Yeah. Okay, so having that um, so separation. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And do you find that a lot of people follow you on both anyway? Um, yes, I do. It's a lot of the same. I'm sure it's a lot of the same people, but
0: yeah, we're building, you know, we're building a nice following on the um, Barrett Will Co. Um, social medias too, so that's nice. And you know, sometimes I overlap content a little bit, but a lot of times I, you know, I'm trying to also keep them separate, like separate entities. So it's fun to follow both of them. You know, so you're getting a, a two different um, looks at things.
1: You know, do you think people should still push for that um, pu- working with a big publisher, or maybe focusing on building the following and, um, launch, you know, trying to publish something on their own? Well,
0: it's it's so it's hard because was really different back then um there weren't so many different places that you can publish but there also weren't so many people publishing i I can't even remember what the the numbers are there are hundreds of thousands of designs on ravelry alone you know patterns right
1: right Um, so there's a lot of noise out there you
0: know it's hard it's hard to get noticed you know so like you could have the best design and pattern out there but (laughs) you know if you're complete unknown you know how is somebody going to find it? It's, right. just, it's, it's tough. And so, you know, in some ways, it's easier because you have that ability to publish your own things. But then it, there's just, there's so many people out there doing it that it sometimes I do think it's a little bit hard to get noticed if you aren't already known, you know, where people are looking for your name and stuff. So, um, so in that respect, I think it's good to do that. But I also think, maybe getting a book deal brings your name up to the forefront of things, you know, like, cause then that'll be publicized. Um, so as, as far as my own kind of story, yeah. So when I started, you know, I just, I was kind of more of a little bit of an old school publisher, but things really changed. I, I would travel. Um, I have like this intensive time where I would travel um, maybe like three weeks where I would, I would go all over the country, like, I think one of my books came out. I went to over 20 different cities in a span of like two or three weeks. So that's when I first met you. Is when I was doing that kind of thing, and um, it was it was really old school. Like I would go on um, like local uh, news shows, like local morning shows, and they'd interview me. And you know, I'd go, I'd be on radio shows, all all sorts of things. And then you know, as the years went on, um, what kind of happened (laughs) was. I started then teaching all over the country as well. So I'd get invited to various retreats or events, things like that. And so then I didn't really want to do my own travel and teaching and then also be doing this, you know, huge book tour. So it sort of morphed into a thing where I would, they would kind of tag along on wherever I was teaching. So maybe I would do, you know, a, a supported book signing through the publisher and while I'm teaching, you know, and then they would set up wherever I was like the yarn shop with books and signs and all sorts of things. So it's sort of kind of morphed into that um, more as the years went on. So, um, you know, I don't know if I didn't have this travel that I'm already doing. I don't know if they, they probably still would have sent me on some, some book tours. But, you know, a lot of that has really, with the changing publishing world and all the online publishing and so forth, um, you know, I don't know how many publishers are actually doing, you know, actual book tours where they send people out anymore, or how much of it falls on the actual author to kind of um, promote kind their of own. set up in a range. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's changed a lot. It, it really has. And it, it is interesting.
1: It really is. Do you have any thoughts about working with family? Because it seems like you and your son have a wonderful, uh, by all I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to post uh, uh, angry messages about each other on your business website. But you can tell that just from reading your blog all those years and kind of watching your kids grow up uh through the years, because they've appeared as models for you know projects um that you've made for them through the years. Uh so yeah. I mean you you can tell I mean your family you have a nice family and um and we get the perception very strongly that you love each other and care about each other. And um but when you're working that's gotta that's gonna be a really proud moment for you as a mother to um be able to launch a business and you know this young man is now you know someone who is credentialed and he is experienced in in this area and um that's gotta be really kind of cool but what is it like to to kind of because um, you're not in a mothering role in that when when you're talking about your business it's kind of like you have to put on a different hat in a way um what has that been like for yeah. you? Well, I seen mean, really for us, it's been,
0: it's been incredibly easy, but um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know that it would work um, for everyone, but right. um, we have, we have the, our personalities are such that, you know, we work really well together and um, we're kind of, you know, he has his certain jobs and then I have my things, you know, that I'm doing and then we just kind of come together you know, and work on things together when we need to. But, um, you know, and, and the other thing is, too, I should say, too, my my husband, I mean, we couldn't do any of this without my husband because he's been, you know, really supportive and, and um, he's, he's played a huge role in all that. He's an attorney and he's, you know, worked on all the kind of legal aspects. And um, But you just have to really be um, thoughtful, move slowly, start really, really small. I mean, we're just small, small, small you know, and don't, don't, uh, just don't get overwhelmed, you know, at the beginning. Just kind of, you need to just kind of increase slowly and add on, you know, more, uh, don't add on too much that, you know, you can't handle it. Um, that's when I think things become stressful, you know, if you stretch too far financially and that it becomes really stressful and scary, you know, you just want to keep things real small and just kind of grow in an organic, slow way. You know, I don't. you know like we're getting a lot of wholesale interest but you know we're just not at that point yet you right. know so we're just kind of we're just keeping it real you know real um under under control so that we can really enjoy ourselves and be happy and feel really good about you know like customer service we want to answer emails we want to you know do all those kinds of things so I think um yeah and you know I wouldn't <laughs> I mean just if, if it's you're working with someone in your family, you just want to make sure it's someone who really, you know, like you have a lot of respect for each other. Right. Um, you know, we want to, you know, we get along great. And, and, you know, I just, you know, we're, I mean, there's not going to be any issue there, you know, and we've set real straight, straight, um, you know, roles and we have, you know, we have an agreement in place. You always want to have things, you know, in a nice agreement in place, like, you know, my husband's an attorney, so we have, you know, we have everything all all set out and, you know, just things like that, that that you would do for any
1: business, you know, no matter who you are working with. You have to have all that stuff. In so place, what So what kind know, of an before. agreement, what kind of an agreement is, is it like a legal document that just yeah, defines the roles of each person working in the business? Is that kind of what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's like having a business plan and, um, yeah, we have, um,
0: you know, like I mean that I don't want it wouldn't probably ever come into play, but you know just just so we're really clear on everything and everybody feels good about you know you, there's no wishy washy kind of um terms or anything, everything's just kind of laid out really nicely.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to get back to one point um, that you made earlier, too, when you were talking about growing slowly. A lot of times people get really excited. They have a business idea and they're like, and the first thing they do sometimes, not everyone does this, but some people, they go and they apply for a loan. What are your thoughts on that approach of just um, like, what kind of decisions have you guys made about how you want to start and not get over your head?
0: Right. Well, that's, that's basically what it is. You just, you know, without sharing too much information, we, you know, sat down and, and just kept it really, um, yeah, we've just kept it really small so that it's, um, we can grow financially, you know, slowly and not overwhelm ourselves. So, you know, we're in really good shape. It's not, you know, you don't want to get so far in debt <laughs> to start, you know, yeah. and then not be able to, to ever get out of that so that's that whole theory of mine starting really small you know and then trying to just keep putting putting the money back in for a bit and and um growing the business so um I just think you got to be just really
1: smart about
0: all that stuff right really
1: get out of control quickly because this is a hot yarn line uh it's it's new but it's very popular what is the best strategy for a person who wants to their hands on your yarn should they sign up for that newsletter is that the first alert goes out to people that you're going to have an update in the shop is that how they can get their hands on it
0: yeah so that that's um that's exactly correct so we're trying to really give the people who are subscribing to the newsletter kind of the the first um notice of anything that's that's up in the shop um you know, it's just a, th- a way to thank them for subscribing to the newsletter. Sure. So it's usually there first. And then uh, a little while later, it's probably up on Instagram, you know, Facebook, that kind, kind of thing comes next. So the first notice will always be the newsletter. And you can sign up for that newsletter. Just go to com, And then there's a box always at the bottom of every page where it just says subscribe and you can enter your email to that um, to get on that email list.
1: I think that's that's all that's all I have on my list of um, things to go over. So I think we're good. But thanks again. Okay. And congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And oh, thank you so much. All right. So now we're going to check in with Evan and hear how this business has unfolded from his perspective. Evan I'm really glad to get a chance to talk to you. I feel like I've kind of you know watched you grow up in a way i mean not you personally but i you're the story of your family. your mom has been out there in the in the dating world for so long, and she always you know talks about her kids you know <laughs> so um right. so you guys have um you know been part you've been able to kind of witness her building her her business and her her um you know career as a uh, a knitter and an author and a pattern designer and, and now you're part of that now you guys have joined forces and I'm curious about um what led you to to want to to join forces with your mom and start a company
2: I guess I've always just known my mom is a knitter I mean she was a when I was really little she was a teacher but then she just started I remember when she got her first book deal I was we never really thought much about it but um, it was kind of it was a big deal. I mean, really it was the chance of her even starting something like that was I think incredibly slim. But I mean, I think that just speaks to how talented she is.
1: How old were you when she got that first book deal? I think it was 2004 when she was offered the book deal.
2: I would have been 13 then.
1: Okay, so you were old enough to know what was going on.
2: She just never made it that big of a deal. But then it's funny because I've I met with her out in New York. I met with some of the people in the publishing company, and they always they told me how incredible that was that she just sent in some samples and then <laughs> that led to a book deal she they just said that that never happens and <laughs> so but I, I don't know it was just never didn't ever seem like that big of a deal at, around our home
1: because she was your mom and she kept making right. dinner and stuff right
2: exactly exactly <laughs>
1: right. at the time yeah. when you were thirteen did you want to be a businessman way back then I mean were you thinking that that's what you were
2: gonna oh, do no no definitely not but I've always I've always helped my mom out, like just little things. Like, I've held the camera for her um, when she reports my tutorial videos. There's some really old ones on her YouTube channel that I helped her make. <laughs> um, and just like I'm taking photos of her. And I've always done like little things. Um, so I've always been involved. But then I guess I went away to college. I mean, I didn't really go away, I, I went to University of Wisconsin Madison, which is about 15 minutes from our home. I guess that's where my uh, interest in business started. And once I graduated, I I, I got a job in town at, at a, as a, an accountant. And I didn't really like, I don't know, just the whole office, like, sitting in a cubicle all day, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I've always, kind of in the back of my mind, that I've always, you know, really, one of my favorite things was working with, with my mom. So then we kind of were t- we were talking about it just I guess maybe, I guess I think it was like a junior in college, we kind of started kicking around an idea about starting a business together, kind of combining our skill sets. Um, so we kind of just had that in the background for a long time, and it was just a kind of slow-moving process. But then finally, it, just the timing was just right, so we kind of just jumped in together.
1: When did you officially get started with the company?
2: We launched in uh, mid-November 2016, so you know, it's only been a couple months, well, two and a half months, I guess. But I mean, the idea went way back to maybe two, uh, about 2014. I think is when we kind of started talking about it. And um, then,
1: did you leave your job in 2000? Uh, or I'm sorry, six, in, in, so you left it right in November, or did you leave it before that, before the launch?
2: I left it in June, and that's when I started kind of going full time um, into it. And then, I guess yeah, was that five months later, something was, like that? Was that
1: nerve wracking for you to to walk away from? the day job because for a lot of people that's that's often a you know kind of a, a nervous time for people when they're like oh my gosh and you know i i know i like my business partner a lot and i know i believe in my business yeah. but um was it how was that to 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 put your i don't know if you put two weeks in or what what the what the was that you went through but
2: yeah it was kind of i mean it's always a little nerve-wracking but um i just got married in in july last july
1: congratulations yeah.
2: Yeah, my wife is a teacher, and, you know, she makes enough money that we can get by right now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like a permanent thing, you know, eventually. Yeah, I don't want to leave her all on her own forever. But right,
1: right. But so you're, think, so you're, you're in a situation where um, you have okay income, you have family income. Yeah, so you're but, not, you know, yeah, living out of a cardboard box trying to sell yarn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys work on a daily basis together or do you work like at your each of your homes or how does it, how does it, what's the typical day like at uh, Barrett Wool Company?
2: I work with her every day. I get up and head over to my parents' house. Right now, we're just, it's just a home-based business. I guess well, I have a lot of, a lot of different jobs just because it's just me and her right now. My sister helps out too, actually, which is kind of, kind of nice when she's, when she's around, she helps pack orders. And
1: There's four of you kids in the family, right?
2: Yeah. And, okay. uh, only, only one lives at home. She's, she's a senior in high school. So okay. we have one permanent resident there. And...
1: Okay. So one, <laughs> one helper, if you guys need some help. Yeah.
2: Most <laughs> of my day is spent on the computer doing emails or you know, financial stuff, or I do, I actually, I kind of gotten into, uh, like graphic design and that sort of thing as well. I took a couple of classes in college. So I do do that sort of thing for the website and I know it's know. It's, it's funny how fast the days go now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so much faster than at my old job. I kind of would watch the clock a lot of the times, but now it, it seems like there's not enough time to to get everything done.
1: You know, that's how you know you're doing the right thing, though. So is this five days a week now, or do you find that you're working kind of every day a little bit? I know we're talking on a Sunday, so we're both yeah, working no, on a Sunday. <laughs> I don't really take
2: days off. I mean, it, it's kind of... I don't know. I've always heard that, that small business owners don't really get vacations or anything like that, so... I mean, that was the expectation is, I mean, I try to take, um, I guess I try to take like nights off this, like not check my email or something like that. Right. But no, there's no real complete days off anymore. But that's, that's good. I mean, that's what I signed up for.
1: Well, and it sounds like that didn't scare you away. I mean, you were, you wanted this as opposed to sitting in a cubicle for 40 hours a week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what has been the most surprising thing for you so far? with being in business with your mom? Well,
2: maybe it shouldn't be surprising. It's just like the, the great response. But it's just been kind of interesting to me to see how nice people have, have responded to everything. And, I, yeah, I guess that's just, just my mom. She's worked, I guess, I think her blog started about 10 years ago. It's just funny because I, I, I actually looked back through that in the first post. and just, you know, you start, there's no comments on the first post, and then you kind of see it gradually build up. I don't know, she's worked really hard.
1: Did any people in your office think that you were insane when you said, I'm "Gonna be, um, you know, res- putting in my resignation here so I can go start a yarn company with my mom"?
2: I don't think they even know that knitting can be a job.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so they were that so, uh, they were that clueless about this. Okay. No, I mean they're nice. They're nice, nice people. To they me. just aren't knitters. They're just not, you know, no. dialed in to this fiber world. Okay.
2: No, they're nice to my face, but I don't know. if what they thought in their head. But. Oh,
1: I see. Okay, no one said anything rude to you.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is your goal for the next, you know, the first year of this company?
2: My goal would be to, if we can introduce more kits, that, that seems like to be like a really huge seller. I mean, like that seems like people are really interested in, in kits. So if we could find a, a way to be more efficient in making those, and that would be, that'd be huge. Also, I, I, my mom was also talk about adding some more colors. I don't know about different weights of yarn, if we'll focus on that so much as just adding more colors she has some things in mind that she i mean i know for certain toys she's like oh i wish we had this color you know
1: and so um your mom was telling me that you have a pair of socks on the needles right now
2: yeah i do and
1: she said they've been on the needles for a little while um
2: (laughs) i I haven't as much time to knit as uh (laughs) right this is something i've been thinking about that i really should work on my knitting uh skills i think i like one of the be- better teachers around and with in my mom so i think i'd be ashamed to waste that <laughs> <for> that <laughs> right. resource right so that is one of my goals for for this year actually is to uh improve my knitting skills but i i do have you know basic understanding and all that, that sort of thing so
1: are you giving her color and in- inspiration as well i mean is there anything you're saying oh you know i think Guys would really like this, or I mean, are you are you leaving all that those decisions to your mom and just kind of staying on the business side?
2: Uh, I kind of give my inputs uh, sometimes. Like for example, like the we're working on our first colors. They send back a couple different versions of each one, and mm-hmm. we kind of sat through those together and said, "Oh, I like you know that one's like slightly might be slightly darker or something like that." And we say, "Oh, I like this version better." and we, we worked on that together. It was her idea of like a, a starting 16 colors that those are mainly her
1: and did when at what point did you know like okay the time's right i can i'm gonna step away now from you know let go of the day job
2: and maybe it's one of those things that there's never an absolute perfect time mm-hmm. but um i just knew that if i if i i just had to like just take a chance i mean it just it came to the point where it's like yeah you got to be slow and i think what we did was good was we were slow and kind of deliberate, but at a certain point you just got to just know that (laughs) if you don't take a chance now, it might, you know, might never happen. So it kind of just was like, things were kind of falling into place to the point where, you know, we got our first shipment of yarn, get it all stocked up in our, our storage area and our, our house. And it just was a time where it is. I needed to be there as much as I could to get things rolling. Versus you know being there a couple hours a week or something whatever it was you know it was it was that is that kind of that tipping point that I needed to put more time into that then.
1: so you had you quit your job before you got everything online before you actually had it for sale is that like is that true?
2: So Yeah, so okay. I was working for about five months, I guess, before we launched.
1: You know, you were at your mom's house when everything went live for sale? Like, were you guys together? Yeah. When? Okay. So what was that like? What happened?
2: I remember my mom was really, really nervous. It was just like one of those things where you push a button and then it's out there. Right. There's really no going back at that point. You were just like pour over things, make sure like, oh, is everything spelled correctly and all these little details and then it just out there. It just, I... I was kind of I was more excited, but she was just so nervous to see how people were gonna react. I remember we got a first like sale it was just like it was so exciting that all that work we put into was is i don't know just like it was real at that point i I don't know I think she she eventually got was excited
1: and how how quickly did you get the first sale? How long did it take?
2: Maybe like ten minutes or something like that I mean cause I remember she put it out I think on her blog or, or on her Instagram something like that, so it's already a pretty big audience getting notified that something new is, is going right, on.
1: Right, Then did the orders start really coming in after that?
2: The first, yeah, the first couple of days were pretty exciting. I mean, obviously not every day is going to be huge, but uh, we've been able to maintain kind of excitement, I think, we've done a pretty good job with that with new projects and that sort of thing. But yeah, those first couple of days were really, were pretty were pretty crazy.
1: And then did you have kits for sale right away at the beginning?
2: No, we didn't do a kit until it was at least a couple of weeks.
1: And then, the, how how quickly did the kits sell out?
2: It was like just like a matter of like uh, a day, I think, the first one.
1: Wow, that's great. That's really great. And how many kits did you sell that first day? Like, what was your?
2: Um, we were. At, I mean, we haven't had a ton of kits available just because you know we don't have well, the they inventory have to be for that.
1: Yeah, they have to be prepared too. because you're, to be you're yeah, waiting.
2: And... It's a labor. To... Yeah. But um, I think we had about, like, 50 kits or something like that. It's still
1: a lot for, yeah. for a day. I, I mean, that's that's nice.
2: I don't know if those would be as, as popular, just, just the full yarn, skeins uh, yarn. But that kind of confirmed, like, okay, maybe that's, that's what we need to specialize in.
1: I don't know if there's anything that you want people to know either about this partnership uh, with your mom or just anything about the company that people might be able to look forward to. Don't tell us anything that will get you in trouble with your mom, but uh, <laughs> but I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say that I didn't ask you about.
2: Anyone who's been following along, just thank you. I mean, just the amount of support and, and kind words and all that, just it just really means a lot to me and my mom. So yeah, we appreciate you and just, I guess, yeah, just stay tuned. We have a lot more, more in, in store and we're excited to, to share with everyone.
1: All right. Well, a special thanks to Evan and Susan for being guests on the show. I really do appreciate it. So now's the time to add them onto your list of possibilities, those of you who are searching out uh, Made in the USA yarn. This would be kind of cool, too, for those of you who do yarn exchanges with people from overseas. This would be kind of cool, because I know sometimes when you want to send something overseas to a knitter friend It's kind of fun to pick something from your own hometown and so some of this yarn is coming from Wisconsin the Wisconsin area where you know they're both from Madison some of it's totally like homegrown and some of it's coming from other sources around the country but made in the USA nonetheless I am working behind the scenes on some really really exciting new looms we are very excited to be able to launch these very soon we're just kind of building up our inventory and I'm having the best time ever sampling and weaving up a storm on my looms because I have kind of felt like for all these years, I've been doing more building of looms than actually weaving. So it's so fun to get back to that. I love it. So if you want to see some sneak peeks, you can follow my Instagram account. It's Craft Sanity on Instagram. I'm actually going to be uh, making some moves to get more content on my website. My daughter has started a Craft Sanity Kids video series, which on, is on the Craft Sanity YouTube channel. So you can watch Amelia. The first episode I was on there with her, we did kind of a little book review uh, of a craft book that's out. And then she did a project adaptation. She follows in my footsteps where she doesn't do anything exactly following the directions <laughs> outlined in books. She puts her own spin on it just naturally, which I find highly amusing. But also, it's she's really, really talented. So it, it should be really fun for you to watch, uh, especially if you have kids. And her second one is a uh, Valentine's Day Bento. Uh, Tutorial, a bento box tutorial. So she shows um, how to make a fun Valentine's Day themed lunch to take to school. So that was a fun one too. I'm not in that one. I was just the camera person for that one. Oh, and by the way, this episode, my interview with Evan and Susan, I also wrote a story about them for the Craft Industry Alliance, which is going to be posted soon. So when I know when that's happening, I'll uh, let you guys know. So for those of you who are subscribers, you'll already get notified. And those of you who aren't subscribers, I'll let you guys know so you can decide if you want to check that out. Oh, and a little PS. I am looking to do more shows that are story-based. So not necessarily product-based or new book-based. I'll still be doing my usual, you know, the book is coming out or new product is out, new company starting, and I want to do stories about that. But I'm also interested in just feel good handmade stories my i always ask for these because that's what i was writing columns about in the newspaper i used to have a sunday column here in grand rapids every single sunday and i I'm, i feel like I've, I've just like i miss writing about people regular people who are doing their crafty thing and it's not it wasn't always business focused it wasn't they were trying to sell a product it was like they were just i was trying to tell a story and I miss that so much. So I'm not even gonna worry about getting sponsors and stuff for that right away. I just wanna get back into the groove of doing it and it's gonna be hard to fit that in because I work a bunch of other part-time jobs and it's gonna be challenging to fit that in, but I feel like my soul needs that. So if you have a story You make something, you do something, somebody taught you how to make something, you have some handmade item that someone gave you, there's a story behind, uh, something, some skills been handed down in your family, and I don't care where you live, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, this is global, folks, um, (laughs) you can be here in Grand Rapids, you could be around the globe, doesn't matter to me, I love to hear the stories. So, email jennifer at craftsanity.com if you have something that you think would be fun to, uh to have me do a column about, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to to hear from you guys. So let's get back in touch. I'm going to get my blog going again with some new energy because I'm at my core. I'm a writer and a creative person, and I I have to create and I have to write. So help me get back on that. Okay, I'm really going to go now. (laughs) You guys have a great day. I'll be back soon. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at craftsandy.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at craftsandy.etsy.com.
2: Same time next-